Are you familiar with behavioral science concepts like super predators, power posing, grit, unconscious bias testing, and positive psychology? Even if you haven't learned about these in detail, chances are that these terms sound at least vaguely familiar to you. This next title warns against a bias toward easy answers. Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5. This is Yana, also known as Jana, and in today's episode, I'm reviewing The Quick Fix, Why Fad Psychology Can't Cure Our Social Ills, written and read by Jesse Single. In The Quick Fix, author and podcaster Jesse Single argues that the trendy, TED Talk-friendly psychological interventions so in vogue right now will never be enough to truly address social injustice and inequality. The Quick Fix takes a survey approach, with each chapter introducing a once-popular behavioral science concept now somewhat or entirely disproven. Single focuses nearly exclusively on American studies, so I assume he wrote this book with a predominantly American audience in mind. Where Single really engaged me was with his consistent reference to the replication crisis. This isn't limited to behavioral science. It's an ongoing problem for researchers across all fields. The challenge is that many scientific studies are difficult or even impossible to replicate or reproduce. Spoiler alert here, though, all the concepts single highlights are based on studies that cannot replicate the results, which made them newsworthy in the first place. Some of these trends, like super predators and the self-esteem movement of the 80s and 90s, have been widely disputed and disproven. Most troubling to me is the Implicit Association Test, also known as IAT, which was introduced in 1998 and continues to be the basis for studies. Psychologists created this computer-administered reaction time test to reveal a subject's unconscious bias or prejudice relating to race or gender. For example, someone who is quicker to link a black face with a negative word than they are to link a white face to the same word is assumed to have a hidden, but nonetheless real, racial bias. Single warns that the failure to replicate unconscious bias test results is so profound that you could take the same test a few hours later and get a different result. Furthermore, public and private institutions have invested heavily in this type of testing for their employees, even though it's not clear that unconscious bias awareness or training actually translates into preferential behavior or even more egalitarian outcomes. Single also provides an excellent explanation of statistical analysis and how data can be manipulated or merely unpublished to ensure that trendy concepts drive profits for research institutions. Positive Psychology Center founder Martin Seligman, for example, formed quite a lucrative relationship with the U.S. military after he convinced them that his Penn Resilience Program could help prevent PTSD for combat troops. An estimated $500 million was spent on this program over the years, yet there was never much evidence that it worked. Single explains the mass appeal of psychological interventions as, quote, 
The reforms that ask the least of us are often the ones most apt to go viral, unquote. But I think there's more to it. If Single decides to write a follow-up to this, I'd love to see how he connects the trends of behavioral psychology fads with a history of self-help literature and specifically its roots in American evangelical Christianity and general American religiosity. I suspect the reason that behavioral psychology findings are gobbled up so easily in the United States is that these ideas serve as a secular means of making sense of the world, but spreading the idea often depends on an evangelical zeal for righteous living. The most popular findings promise simple, individualized solutions that can be enacted by those who want to be better and feel better about themselves for following the latest so-called scientific advice. I've observed that the moral weight ascribed to so many fad single highlights like self-esteem, positive psychology, grit, and anti-bias training produces fervent believers who clamor for training in workplaces and policy and government. Single's ideas in the quick fix are compelling to me personally too. As a communications professional, I see the language of positive psychology and terms like grit as inextricable from current trends in employee communications. Many senior leaders use these ideas and associated language to sound authoritative and lend scientific credibility to the workplace culture. I've personally attended employee meetings within the last 10 years where power posing a popular life hack in which people stand in a posture that they mentally associate with being powerful, like Wonder Woman, was demonstrated and encouraged as a way for women to gain confidence and win in the workplace. And yes, if you're wondering, I participated in power posing and I'll own that cringeworthy moment. It seemed harmless enough at the time. I've also been encouraged by a past employer to take the IAT test, and I've helped to facilitate unconscious bias training workshops as part of an inclusion and diversity initiative. Looking back at my personal experience and evolving beliefs combined with Singles' argument, I feel less discouraged by my own skepticism over these psychological interventions and more likely to question the latest behavioral science headlines. Singles' ideas are well-organized, and his consistent narration style makes this an easy listen. That's all for this episode of Audiobook Reviews in 5. Thanks for listening. If you have not yet done so, please follow us on Facebook and subscribe to Audiobook Reviews in 5 on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and many others. By subscribing, you help increase the profile of this podcast and chances of other listeners finding it. I look forward to checking in with you all again soon. Please stay safe and be well.